Welcome to the Total Freedom Podcast, where you can build your total freedom lifestyle and live your life doing what you want, when you want, with whomever you want. And now, here is your host, John Racine. Welcome to today's episode of the Total Freedom Podcast. I'm really excited for our guest today. He's a pretty cool guy. He is someone whose personal calling is facilitating and mentoring people into growth and leadership. He's an independent certified coach, a teacher, a trainer, and a speaker with John Maxwell team. Please welcome to the podcast, Mr. Tony Cannavaro. Tony, welcome. Hey, John. Thanks for having me. I'm super happy to be here. It is my pleasure. So you've got quite a bit going on in that brief intro that I let everybody into. So tell us a little bit about who Tony is and how you got where you are. Ooh, all right. Who Tony is? Well, I guess you would say I'm 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 a passionate entrepreneur, mindset junkie. Um, my background is I started off my life on a small in Canada. Uh, grew up very simple, uh, quite poor, and uh, at an early age, got married, had kids, and got into sales, commission sales, started some businesses, uh, made some money, lost it all, made some back, lost. Continued in that sales entrepreneurial journey, started a bunch of companies. Um, again, some were successful, some were not. Uh, learned a lot about myself and and along that that way. Uh, been bankrupt a couple of times, a bunch of times, done real estate, bricks and mortar, network marketing, online. So a little bit of everything. Um, and on top of that, I'm a bit of a nerd. I'm a, I play Dungeons and Dragons. I play uh, kids. I'm a wild food junkie. I love to forage and pick and preserve wild foods out here on the west coast of, of Canada where I live. Uh, and I love sharing what I've learned uh, on my journey on getting my head straight and how integral that has been for me. I love sharing that with people. That's a bit of a synopsis there. Awesome. It, it, and you've got uh, a bit going on there when we really dig into your background. And then somehow through all of that, mindset is something that was really big and important for you. Was there a trigger that led you down the path of a mindset or is it something that was always there? You know, there really was a trigger moment. Uh, one of my very earliest sales jobs was uh, now any of the listeners in the United States, especially the Midwest, will recognize the name of this company. One of my very first sales jobs was uh, for Schwann's Ice Cream. Uh, it's a company that does door-to-door -door food sales. And they had just opened up in Canada. And I was one of the first employees that was hired in our little town in, in Humboldt, Saskatchewan, Canada, a population of about 5,000 people. And I went, I knocked doors uh, to get, see if people wanted to, you know, buy frozen food products and ice cream from us. Uh, but my sales manager at the time did something for me that forever changed the course of my life. And he gave me a book called Think and Grow Rich. I was in my early 20s. I still have, I should grab it really, but I still have a copy, that copy of my book. It's falling apart. It's held together with alligator clips. It's got coffee stains and dog ears and, and markers on it and, and, you know, all sorts of things. That was really the trigger because that book really opened my eyes to the possibility that, Hey, even though I didn't go to university, even though I don't have a college degree, even though I come from a simple farm, if I'm willing to do the work, I can achieve more. And that was the catalyst for me personally. Interesting. You know, I, I've heard similar type stories. And then I've heard when people get that book, because that's the quintessential book on mindset and, and all of the things that so many people relate back to. I've heard time and time again that the book wasn't enough. Was it for you? Well, you know, I think that I don't think there is such a thing as enough, John, to be honest with you. Um, when we're when you're new in the journey of personal development, this was more than almost thirty years ago for me now, right? Read and work on myself. I still have things I need to improve on, and I'm still sharpening my my axe today. 
And, and uh, when I speak to people on my podcast and interview people that are professional coaches uh, in that genre, they're more accomplished than I am. They've been teaching people um, professionally for years and years and years. I ask them the same kind of question. And the answer is you're never done. There's, there's always more room to grow. See, if you think about it this way, your knowledge, now for anybody, if this is going to be recorded on YouTube, I'm drawing a circle with my hand. So I want you, if, you, if you're not driving and you're uh, sitting in front of a computer or you've got a piece of paper in front of you, take that piece of paper and make a little circle on it, about the size of a, a quarter, okay? That's your current knowledge base. That's what you know. What you know you don't know is on the edge of that circle. And then when you, know, when you learn, you expand the size of your knowledge. Now your circle of knowledge gets bigger. But what's interesting about that is the bigger your circle of knowledge gets, the bigger the amount of information you know you don't know becomes. So as you learn more, you realize there's way more that you don't know yet. And, and the cool part of the process, John, is for when people go down this road, what's really fascinating is as they get down the road a little bit, they look back to their original self and their, their knowledge they had at that time, that quarter size piece of knowledge. When they look back on that 10 years, five years, one year, two years down the road, and they realize how much they've grown and they see how much bigger their, their abilities and capacities are, then they start to realize man, how much bigger is my capacity going to be if I keep expanding, right? Absolutely. So, so that's kind of, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a gateway. Think and Grow Rich is something you should read and you should read it often, but it is a gateway because it, and it'll resonate different for different people. My wife really struggled with that book when she first read it because it's written in 1928, 1930s vernacular. So depending on your personality and your learning style, you may struggle with that book. So you need to go find a voice that you can resonate with. Um, but it's, it's just, it was like setting your foot in a fast moving river. You get kind of swept away and you're not sure where you're going to end up. <laughs> exactly. And I like that you call it a gateway. I've never connected it that way before, but I think you're right. I think it is kind of that gateway that opens the door for people to step in and see more. And that was very much my journey with mindset. I remember, and I've talked about it on other podcast episodes, when I was younger in my early 20s, I experimented with commodity trading. Mm -hmm. And I remember following this trader who had done this annual contest and took 10,000 US dollars, turned it into 1.1 million US dollars over the course of 12 months. Wow. So I started following him. And as I got into the game of commodity trading, I remember seeing a book. I think the guy's name was Jake Bernstein, but I'm not 100% on the, the mindset of trading. And I'm like, I don't need that. I just <laughs> want to trade and make money. And I didn't know what I didn't know back then. So I, what you're talking about with that quarter and it expanding out is absolutely true because it was years later when I figured out that the mindset for me at that point wasn't aligned to where I needed to be. Absolutely. Well, what, one thing that a lot of people struggle with, there's a really hard truth for all anybody that's listening to the podcast as an entrepreneur or a salesperson or a business owner or someone who's trying to grow anything in your life, you will never sustainably outgrow your own personal mindset or your own personal self-image of worth. You may spike up above that, you know, whatever that perception is. You may spike above that periodically, but much like me in my early years, uh, I would punch through, make a lot of money, but guaranteed I'd come crashing back to earth eventually and sometimes spectacularly because I didn't really internalize that I was worth that. And so one of the sayings that one of my early mentors taught me was that you never out earn your personal growth. You grow and your earnings and your success follow that. So as you grow, uh, John Maxwell, one of his books, The 21 um, Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, talks about the law of the lid. All of us have a self-imposed lid on our worth. And this isn't just about money, guys. This can be about relationship. This can be about health. This can be about finances, business, Anything in your life, you have a perceived ceiling 
in that area that your current self-worth says, this is what it, this is the top of it's ever going to be. And that's the result of a bunch of stuff we probably, we may or may not have time to get into today, but that's, that's there. And so it's only when you expand and lift or break through that lid that you can sustainably grow uh, to that new level. So, so I think that that mindset, I mean, as corny as it sounds, and listen, if you're a, you know, a blue collar guy that's, or gal that's, that's working on tools and is wanting to get their own, you know, maybe you're a drywaller and you want to start your own drywall company. And you're like, I don't need to know about mindset. I know how to put drywall on. I know how to stick my customers. You're right. But you will never outgrow your current percent of value until you expand that. So even if you go out and become self-employed, you, I guarantee you, your earnings will level out at approximately the same or less than what you earned as an employee in that same trade. You've got to expand your perception of what your worth is, and then the earnings and success will follow. I can get yeah. going down rabbit trails, John. So I apologize if I rambled a little bit there. No, because I was going to say, let's go down this rabbit trail because this is something for me, it's a reflection of my own personal journey. And I think that there'll be a lot of listeners that may be struggling that with that same thing. So let's go down this rabbit hole a sure. bit more to really help people. Sure. I'd love to. So, so I wrote down some notes for today because when I talk about mindset, I've been studying it for so long and I've internalized so much of uh, a lot of what you're going to hear from me, I'm going to be honest. It's not me. It's not original to me. It's stuff that I've ingested and internalized. And now it just gets regurgitated kind of as need be based on the situation. But one of the, the, the key things that I have in my notes is talks about uh, recognize that you have to grow, which we just talked about. And why is it? Let's maybe talk about why we return to our perceptions of normal our current perception of value. A lot of that has to do with what, you know, some people call the lizard brain. Uh, Tony Robbins talks about the 20 million year old mind. Um, John Asraf uh, in his works talk a lot about the lizard brain or the amygdala part of your brain. This is kind of a neurosciencey take on it. I'm going to simplify it as I'm not a neuroscientist. I'm not an expert on neuroscience, but I, I am passionate about what it does and how your brain actually works on your mind. Now, notice that there's two parts of that. Your brain is not your mind. Your mind is not your brain. Your brain is the organic thing in your head that processes the data. Your mind is more like, um, if you want to get esoteric a little bit, kind of the spiritual perception of you, more or less. It's kind of that subconscious uh, programming that's there. So, our brain developed and evolved when we were being chased, hunted, and killed by large scary creatures on this planet right uh, caveman days and and that part of our brain the oldest part of our brain the lizard brain doesn't understand the difference between good or bad it doesn't understand the difference between future and present it only understands one thing are you alive or dying right is what you're doing going to keep you alive or is it going to run the risk of you dying. This is oversimplifying it, but if you want to dig deeper into this stuff, I really recommend uh, John Astraff's book uh, called The Answer. Uh, and he's got a new one that's really good. Um, oh my gosh, The Brain Gym, I think. Uh, just look up John Astraff. It's a fan. Oh, I've listened to it and now I can't think of the name. I just blanked. <laughs> uh, fantastic book. Uh, but again, that's a sciencey book. So he digs deep into the science on it. But what he talks about is what that brain was on, built to understand is, uh, are you at threat or not? And what happens when we decide consciously, we use our conscious mind to make a change. So that person who um, is in a cubicle right now or is unhappy or unsatisfied in their work and wants to go ahead and break out of that routine. And I'm not knocking jobs. Jobs are, if you, I'm not one of those people that says things like J-O-B, just over broke. I think that's super insulting. I would never do that. But if you're that person that gets that splinter in your mind that says, hey, I think there's something more for me, whatever that is. This can be relationships, health, wealth. It makes no difference. It works exactly the same in all facets of your life. 
But if you're that person that says, I want to make a change in my life, that's your conscious mind speaking, okay? That's your evolved mind. That's your prefrontal cortex speaking. And you can make all kinds of goals and plans and execution ideas and, and action plans and steps. And the moment that you step your foot into that river of change, your unconscious mind, your lizard brain says, whoa, wait a minute. Change could get us dead, staying the same. We're not dead yet, so it can't be that bad. Okay? Again, oversimplifying, but this is really what happens. It's why you see things like cycles of abuse, why you see things like cycles of addiction. I mean, how many people today think that smoking is good for you? Nobody. Why do people quit and get back, quit and get back, quit and get back? There's a lot of reasons, but one of the reasons is it's change. Change of routine triggers all sorts of fear responses in our unconscious mind. And our unconscious mind is way more powerful. So what you have to do is you have to start to work on breaking existing habit patterns. Because the unconscious mind, the lizard brain, it's all about efficiencies. It wants to do things as fast and efficiently as it possibly can. So as quickly as it can, it will take your life and break it into a series of habit patterns. Okay? Or you could call them ruts. Another, you know, if it serves us, it's a good habit. If it's a bad thing, <laughs> it's a rut. It's the same in your mind, okay? It's the same in your brain. So once those habit patterns are installed, to break out of those habit patterns, you have to understand that you're going to have to work significantly harder to break that existing conditioning than, than you think you're going to have to, okay? So every time you go ahead and try to make a change, your mind is going to try to bring you back. Visualize a wagon wheel in a rut. You try to get the wagon wheel out, the wagon wheel wants to fall back in the rut. Okay, it's the same thing in your mind. And, and from a, a neurological perspective, it's because neurons that fire together stay together. So they've actually proven now that when you, the existing habit patterns you have, those neurons, those thoughts, thoughts are things in your mind, those thoughts, when they fire, those neurons become microscopically closer together. The more that you use the same thoughts, those neurons actually become closer together. So when you start to try to install different thinking, those neurons are farther apart physically in your brain. So the signals actually take uh, uh, whatever, I don't even know how to break time down that small, but that take just a teeny little bit longer to get across. So that means your old habit pattern neurons fire first. So you will automatically default to your old programming every single time. And you just have to work on, if this is what I want to change, I have to become aware that I want to change this. Once I am aware I want to change this, then I have to become aware of my self-talk and my language and my, my habits. Once you're aware of your self-talk and your habits and your language, then you can start to make different choices in the moment to allow yourself to build new neur neuronal connections. That was long, but essentially, uh, let me give you an example, a really easy real world example. Uh, and I'm going to use finances because it's one of those things that, that is easy to do. Okay. How many times have you ever said to yourself, I can't afford that? Too all many. the time. We <laughs> yeah, all say many. it, right? We yep. all say it. Now, if one of your goals is to attract more wealth into your life or make more money or have more success in business financially, then when you say the words, I can't afford that, you have sent a signal reinforcing to your subconscious mind saying, okay, the kind of money you make is what it is and you're not going to make more. That's what it is. Super simple little hack here. When you catch yourself saying, I can't afford that, and you will, all you have to do is stop the thought process and you have to replace it. So what you would do, I use these words, my wife uses something else. I say, cancel, cancel. So when I say it, I can't afford that. And I go, oh, wait, cancel, cancel. How can I afford that? That small difference means everything. 
how sends a signal to your subconscious mind that you are proactively looking for a solution to a problem. So if, if you're, one of your things is health and maybe it's weight or something like that, and you say, well, I can never lose weight. Guess what? You're right. Okay, you're right. Yeah. And you just reinforce that. But if you say instead, how can I lose weight? How can I become healthier? That little trick will start to short circuit and start to jump that wagon wheel out of the rut of your old habit patterns and get you starting to build new habit patterns. Was that helpful? Yeah, incredibly helpful. And it's it's really interesting because I've said for a long time that the quality of your life is determined by the quality of the questions you ask. And mm-hmm. I see a lot of people asking why questions. Why did this happen? Why is this going on? Why, why, why? And I always say, ask how instead. Mm-hmm. Why is this happening to me? Well, how can I maximize it? How can I make the most of it? And I think what you've just relayed goes right along with that. How can I afford it? How can I lose that weight? How can I find the partner of my dreams? How can I build a business? How questions are so much more powerful. So yeah, I think that's incredibly helpful. Good. I'm glad it was helpful. I think how is really important because it... now. How is, there's a right and a wrong place to use the word how. When you set a goal for yourself or a dream for yourself or whatever, a plan for yourself, if you, if you start to do the logical thing, which is say, well, how can that happen? I don't have that kind of money. How am I going to do that? That is, that stops the creative process because the, the, the tone and the intent matter. Okay. If you, you have to be, when you set an intention, don't worry about how. That comes later. It's while you're working on executing that process that you have to be aware of. You can use how, what, what can I do differently, right? And, and down that road too, you have to be careful because I see people, I see other people teaching uh, folks to say, you know, I'm thin and I'm healthy or I'm wealthy. And if you are not, don't lie to yourself. Because you won't buy it. You're, you just, it just, you're like, you ex- instantly throw that out. But you can, you can still accomplish the same thing by saying something like, um, you know, if, if, if your goal is to, is to lose weight, well, I'm not as healthy as, I'm, as I want to be, but I'm getting healthier every day. That's something that your conscious and your unconscious can believe. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm getting better every day. That's instead of saying, I'm here, focus on growth, not not the destination. Yeah. And it's interesting that you say that because recently I've started doing an affirmation. First thing when I get up in the morning, my affirmation is I'm healthier, wealthier, and happier than I was yesterday. Perfect. That's growth. That's, that's everything. Human beings are designed to be happiest when they're growing and productive, in my opinion. And, and growth is the key to just about everything that you want to have in your life. Because I got news for the listeners. Whatever it is that you want in your life, you will have to grow to get it. Because if you didn't have to grow, you would already have it. So you must, you must grow to have new things in your life. And, and don't kid yourself. You can never get to a point where you say, well, I'm good. I'm going to coast. I'm just going to ride it out. There's no such thing. If we look at the natural world around us, there's only two states in nature. I'm holding up one finger for the people watching this on video. There are only two states in nature, growth and decline. The moment that tree outside my window stops growing, it is dying. Okay? So if you're not growing, you are declining. That's it. That's all. I I don't mean to be... I hope I'm not being too harsh, but, uh, you know, my name's Tony and I want to help you. And sometimes you have to hear things that you may not agree with and you may think I'm crazy and that's okay. Just go study what I'm talking about and you'll see a lot of really smart people will are teaching the same thing probably because it's, there's a reason for that. Absolutely. And I really want to dig into this just a little bit more to reflect the full power of what you're talking about. I'm sure that you have worked with people over the years where this has been a core strategy that they've used to turn a situation around. Can you maybe share with us somebody that you've worked with? You can keep it completely confidential. You don't Mm -hmm. have to list any names, but kind of lay out where the problem was, what you advise them to do and what the end result was. 
I just wanted to take a quick minute to thank you for listening to the Total Freedom Podcast. I hope you're enjoying and getting value out of what you're listening to. So I want to invite you to subscribe, rate, and review the Total Freedom Podcast. This will help us to share the message with more people so that they can overcome the challenges in their life, become more resilient, and achieve the life of their dreams. So again, subscribe, rate, and review. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Um, I can use a couple of people. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay pretty close to home. I, I, I would love to use myself as an example, but I think I'm the worst person at helping myself. Um, and we just don't listen to ourselves, you know, and interestingly enough, there's two people in that conversation. Do you ever stop and think about that? When you say, I was, I said to myself, <laughs> there's two people in that conversation. So who's talking to you? But anyway, that's all another story. Um, I, I'm going to use my wife as an example because I think she's probably my greatest success story to date. And I'm, I can't take credit for it because she's an absolutely remarkable human being, but so like so many people and like myself in different ways, we, we came together as a couple with a ton of programming. Now, her programming came from school, from uh, parents, from bullies, uh, you know, a lot of significant self-worth issues, right? Uh, uh, appearance issues, intelligence, uh, self-worth concerns, you know, all those things. Because all it takes is one or two people in formative years between the ages of about five and nine, give or take a little bit, to say one or two bad things to us about ourselves. And we internalize that and it can form lifelong programming. Okay. So over the years, we've worked together because obviously she's my best friend and, and on, I'd be completely and totally lost without her in my life. She's everything. Uh, but over the years, we've really worked hard on, on her language for herself, about herself. And just to give you an idea, number one, you're never an expert in your own backyard. So it's always hard to hear these kinds of things from someone you love and care about. Um, but we've probably been working on this for about 25 years and it's still a process and I'll catch her saying things and I'll be like, did you really mean to say that? And she's like, no, I didn't mean to say that. And then we work on that, that cancel, cancel. And now I, I promise you this, if people would have looked at the Vanessa that, um, you know, was the Vanessa that, you know, I married, uh, and look at who she's become today. She has her own podcast. She's a coach. She's a published author. She's an Amazon bestselling author. Um, you know, she's, she's someone that people look up to and model uh, for a lot of reasons. Not everyone would have believed that to be possible with the Vanessa that, you know, was programmed some bad relationships, a bad, you know, um, bad love interest. All it takes is someone to be starting to program you and it can take a long time to overcome that. But the process is the same no matter what. It's exactly the same thing. Becoming aware that you want to make a choice or sorry, becoming aware that you want to make a change in something. Then becoming aware of your self-talk. Once you're aware of your self-talk, making different choices, it's not big choices, big choices, Choices are part of it, but the big choices are made up of all the little choices that we make every day. And recognize this, everything you say to yourself, especially out loud, everything you say to yourself out loud is a choice. You can choose to say that or not. Okay. So those little choices, once you make those little choices, then you can make change because you can't change something until you choose to change it. You have to take action to make something different in your life. Right. Mm -hmm. So that would be one example. Another example is a, is a lady that we worked with in, uh, we were in network marketing for many years. We're not currently in network marketing. Um, and so I don't have a deal a pitch or anything like that, but um, we worked with somebody in network marketing for a long time who just had a really negative view of her own abilities. And not only that, but that she was actually worth the things that, that she wanted to have, that she deserved to have those things. And that's a hard one to overcome. Again, it's programming. It stemmed from childhood, stems from uh, oftentimes innocent parental influences um, and potentially some challenging work environments when you're young, right? But over time, working on becoming aware of our self-talk and the things that we say to ourselves and the things that we say out loud, we can start to work together to make those little changes that can help steer us in an entirely different direction. 
Uh, and now that person, I would say, is a much more confident um, uh, person. She's able to achieve a lot more in her life, has had a lot more success than what she envisioned. But it was the exact same process. I don't know if that was helpful at all. Yeah, very. It, it's always good to hear real life so people kind of hear themselves in the story. So I think that's hugely helpful. Mm-hmm. You've kind of opened up the door a little bit for us on the mindset piece. And you talked about catching when you're speaking. And then in your case, you do the cancel, cancel. And you, and you kind of start the process that way. Let's open the door just a little bit wider. And what would be some next natural steps that somebody might go down to start fixing that mindset, whether it's a book to read or a tactic or a strategy that might work? Right. So... Uh, I don't personally use tech for anything mindset related uh, other than listening to things like podcasts or YouTube videos or anything like that. I don't, uh, I'm a pen, I'm a pen guy. So uh, when we talk about tech, one of the first things you can do is, well, here, I'm going to give you, I th- I'm going to send you somewhere else to your listeners to send, I'm going to send them somewhere else. I encourage you to look up uh, Trevor Moawad, M-O-A-W-A-D. I think I spelled that right. And look at his interview on Tom Bilyeu's uh, Impact Theory podcast. Absolutely one of the simplest, most common sense, life-changing explanations of how to start to affect simple change I've ever, ever heard to date. Um, I'm going to boil it down in a nutshell for you today. I encourage you to go listen to it and your listeners as well. But essentially what he, uh, Trevor Moa, just for people to know, he is a, an incredibly high level uh, sports psychologist, works with some of the top uh, pro football uh, college teams in the U.S., uh, works you know, personally with Russell Wilson. Uh, you know, he's a significant authority on mindset in the sports psychology world. And one of his simplest strategies with his athletes has become um, I got to carefully phrase this. Stop saying stupid stuff, stuff. <laughs> out loud to yourself. Okay. You might like as a coach or a, a mentor or anything else, you can never stop someone from thinking something because you can't hear what they're thinking in their mind. I can hear what they say out loud. So when I hear them say stupid stuff about themselves out loud, we can change that. And uh, there's uh, the number, I'm going to get the numbers wrong, but if you listen to the, the, the uh, video, it breaks it down. But essentially when you say something negative, and if you think something negative, it's four times more powerful than a positive thought in your mind. As far as the uh, hormone release, the actual physical impact on the brain, what it does with endorphins and dopamines and those kinds of things. Okay. When you say it out loud, it 10 X's the impact that it had. So if you say a positive thing out loud, it has 10 times the impact than if you just think it. But if you say a negative thing out loud, it has 40 times more impact than just thinking it. Okay, so if you can just work on that one simple thing of stop saying stupid things about yourself out loud, don't say negative, hurtful things about yourself. Don't say I'm too stupid to do that. I don't have a university education. Why would anyone want to hire me to do that? Uh, I've never been able to succeed. I've never. uh, One of the things that happened to me when I was a kid, you know, my mom in her loving and caring way, trying to help me out. I told her I was going to make $50,000 a year, which is not a lot of money in today's world, but that was more than twice as much as they had ever made in their lives combined as a couple. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when I said that, she looked at me and said, you'll never make that Tony. You're not a doctor. You don't have an education, right? That was not meant to be hurtful, but it was because that's a negative reinforcing thing, right? So when I, when you start to say those kinds of things out loud to yourself, catch them. There is always a positive opposite to anything you will say negatively to yourself. Say the positive opposite. Even if it is, well, yeah, that was a pretty dumb thing I did yesterday. Oh, wait. But now I've learned from it and I can make sure that I get better going forward. Does that, is that helpful? Yeah, very. So, so to, to continue that process, I hope I've, I want to make sure that I've got this. 
And we've missed one really important part of the process for mindset. You got to have a vision of what it is that that thing that you want to change. And this isn't about vision boarding, although those all, all those things work. Goal planning, goal setting, all those things work. But anything that you want to change, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're somebody who's trying to grow a business, if you're trying to get new clients, if you're trying to break through in your life in some way, shape or form, you must understand what it is that you want. And more importantly, you must understand why. I coach people all the time and have for years that say, well, I want to be financially independent. Okay. Why? Well, then they look at you like you're an idiot. Like, well, of course, but why not? I don't know. Why? What will that do for you in your life? Okay. So if I was to ask John, you know, why do you want to be financially independent? What will being completely financially independent do for you? You know, you might say something like, well, let me ask you that question. What would that do for you in your life? It would give me freedom of choice. Why is that important for you? Because I don't want to be dependent on anybody and anything else. I want to do it for myself. Great. And how will you feel when you can make that choice with no one else's influence? I can't imagine a bigger smile that might be on my face and feeling of joy and contentment. Exactly. Now, that emotion is what you can use to tap into your amygdala, your lizard brain. Okay. Because the first part, I want to be financially independent. That means nothing. That is a complete empty, empty thought. That is your conscious mind's programming of society's ideas. Okay. And I think it's a good thing. You should try to be that. But when you say that out loud, it has no emotional connection to you whatsoever. But if you say instead, when I become financially independent, I can get up early in the morning. I can make my wife coffee and breakfast and serve it to her in bed every single morning if I want to. I can sit on my deck and look out across where I live, look out over the Straits of Juan de Fuca, listen to the birds sing. And I don't have to be anywhere or do anything unless I choose to be. That creates a feeling. And when you attach emotions to thoughts and goals and plans, they become internalized much more quickly, become much more real to you. Okay. So that's why having a vision matters. And it's not just writing it down on paper saying, I want to make a million dollars or I want to lose 20 pounds. You know, because a lot of people think, well, this is all about money. It's not. You can apply this to anything. Let's say you want to lose 50 pounds. Why? Like, why? Well, the answer might be so that I look better in my bathing suit. Okay. Why is that important to you? But that's still not enough. Well, if I look better in my bathing suit, I am going to feel more powerful. I'm going to feel more attractive. I'm going to feel more confident. All right. Now we're getting it. Now you visualize. Okay. Now visualize that. How do you feel? When you lose that and you look better in your, in your bathing suit. Or if I lose 50 pounds, I can walk up and down the stairs carrying my grandchildren and not worry about being winded. Right? That's important. Now there's an emotional connection to that. Not just some number on a scale. Is that, that helpful? Yeah, very. And I was going to ask you, and you kind of looped around to it anyway. Does Sorry. the mindset have... No, it's quite a right because it's actually great. Um, I was going to ask if the mindset had to be aligned to something. And ultimately, it sounds like it needs to be aligned to an emotion of a positive outcome. Always. If you want to change it. If you don't want to change it, just think whatever you want. It'll never change. I promise. Now, what would you say right now we're recording this coronavirus mass uh, stay at home orders and maybe let's pick on the financial piece because that seems to be the, the, the most difficult. Second one's mm -hmm. probably the health mm -hmm. right now. But, but when you're under a situation like this, and hopefully we never go through anything like this again, where there is more negativity and pressure, how do you get into that positive place to move forward? Even if it is just, I, I know you said that, to, what is that end? What is that feeling? But what if it, you're having trouble to get there right now? Understood. So uh, the first thing, and you might not like this answer, shut off cable news right now. Don't listen to it. But I don't care what country you're in. It doesn't make any difference. There's nothing good on the news ever. Okay. 
you can choose what information, if you want to be informed on things, you can go get that information on this thing called the internet anytime you want. And you can pick and choose what you put in. Okay. So I want you to think about it for a minute. The, the first thing you have to do in any kinds of situation of challenge is understand that you have to protect your mindset. No one else will. You're the gatekeeper. You're the walls. You're the defenders on the castle walls, keeping out the stuff that's going to cause you poor health. Because we know for a fact that when we are stressed and under fear, we get sick easier and more quickly and it lasts longer and there's more serious consequences. So from a pure health perspective, changing your mindset is one of the most healthy things you can do. How do we do that? You have to think about it this way. You're, think, uh, so imagine a ship on the ocean, right? Just know this, all the water in the world cannot sink a ship until it gets on the inside of it. All the negativity and fear and stress cannot sink your mind, your ship, unless you let it get on the inside of it. Okay? So what you have to do, first of all, well, let, let me rephrase it. You don't have to do anything. If you want to make a change, you choose, okay, to start excluding things from your world. And the simplest one, we haven't had cable news in our home for decades. We haven't watched the news in decades. People say, hey, did you hear about? Nope, I didn't. <laughs> I promise you, I didn't hear about it. I didn't hear about the murders, wars, rapes, and suicides, and all the deaths and everything else. I didn't hear about it because I didn't let that stuff in my mind. Okay? So what I did was, is I first of all excluded the things that did not serve me by choosing to not allow them in my brain. And then what I do is I fill my mind with other things. Your, your, uh, let me use another analogy. I want you to visualize for a moment that you're uh, in bed and you're about to go to sleep and you got the television on, which I don't recommend ever, but let's just <laughs> pretend that you're doing that, okay? A lot of people do. They fall asleep to the TV. Bad idea. Your sleep is never good, but let's just pretend you do that. And you're watching a terrible, horrible, horrific nightmare type movie of some kind and you're sitting there thinking to yourself, oh my. I am, I'm going to have bad thoughts because of this. I'm probably going to be kept up with nightmares because of this. What's most people's logical response to that if it's on the television? They probably shut it off. Yep. If you shut it off, what are you still thinking about? The same thing that you just turned off. Exactly. So you can't not think a thing. Okay. Your mind is never blank. The classic, don't think of a pink elephant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Your mind is never blank because if it were, how would you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but if it, what we have to do is, is when those thoughts come into our mind and they inevitably will, when negative influences happen around us and they inevitably will, we live in a much more negative than positive world. That's part of our 20 million year old mind evolution to keep us safe. It is what it is. It's never going to change. We have to learn to cope with it. Okay. So when that happens, you have to make the conscious decision to change the channel. If you change the channel, you allow some to something more positive, something more uplifting, something spiritual, if that's the way you go, right? Something that's going to make you feel better, feel happier thoughts, and then go to sleep. You'll be thinking about the last thing you thought about, which is positive, happy thoughts. For those of your listeners that have grew up around a farm or spent any time working with machinery or equipment, think of it like greasing a machine. And for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, I'll describe it. Hopefully, you'll be able to see it. So, on machinery, you have to grease it. Most people understand you have to lubricate machinery for it to work. Our mind's no different. We have to lubricate it. That's the good thoughts, okay? And when, when thoughts get bad, the grease gets bad. It gets gummed up and black and full of grit, and all the gears start to not work properly, and they grind together, and things start to not work well. What you do when you grease a machine is you take this grease gun, it's, it's a thing with a pump handle on it, and it's got a long hose, and it's got a fitting on the end. You stick it on the end of the grease fitting, and you pump the grease in. And by pumping that good grease in, you improve the conditions in the machine. And the question is, well, how much grease do you have to pump in until all the bad grease gets pushed out the other side? 
You just have to keep pumping that mind and your emotions full of good thoughts until there isn't any more room for the negative and bad stuff to get in. And then you have to recognize that just like a machine, you can't grease a machine once and never grease it again. It has to be greased regularly, just like you have to change your oil in your car regularly because it breaks down. It needs new stuff coming in. Okay. So in this time, specifically during the COVID crisis, think about the, the recovery. Think about what we have, right? Compare this situation to other uh, crises we've gone through in the past. And this is a unique one, but we've all gone through as a human species, we've gone through many, many crises. And I have bad news for folks. We're going to go through more in the future. This is how the human experience is on the planet. It just is what it is. So in order to get through them, look back at things like, well, I mean, uh, people might remember this, you know, when HIV was going to kill us all, it took years for them to even recognize what it was what the virus was. It took years for them to understand what it really was and then took years for them to figure out how to cope with it. When SARS was a problem, it took, uh, it took almost, I think it was like six months before we had identified the virus. So to understand that, yes, this is a challenging time and relatively unique in the world. However, we do have some advantages right now. We know what it is. We have a pretty good idea where it came from. We have, some, we have some treatments that allow us to be able to correct this in most people that get it. So we're way ahead of the curve over what has happened in the past. We've got lots of good stuff going on, okay? And remember this, for all things that are challenging in your life, everything. These four words, John, if, no, if your listeners only get these four words, they will be able to change everything they want to in their life. This too shall pass. When things are bad, this too shall pass. I guarantee it. It always does. We always figure out a way to get through it. And then we'll have another crisis several years, hopefully many, many years in the future. And you'll have a personal crisis maybe next year. Maybe, the, maybe some of your listeners are going through personal crises right now, financial crises, their job has been lost. They might be in the industries that are being significantly affected by this. Understand, this too shall pass and you will come through this. I remember when I lost my, my first business and I, my home was repossessed or you know, went into foreclosure and, and it was grim, right? When you're in the moment, it feels like it can never get worse. Well, two things. It can always get worse. Always. And number two, it will always get better. Right? So just remember that. This too shall pass. And also, when things are really good in your life, remember, this too shall pass as well. <laughs> nothing, nothing stays the same. Change is constant. So just, just know that. So, so for right now, recognize we, we've got lots going for us. You can control your mindset by choosing what you allow in. You can make decisions to actually grow in this time and come out of it better. I promise you there are people that are going to be in a better position after this than they were going into it. Not everyone, but you have to make that decision. And then recognize this too shall pass and we'll get through it. Absolutely. Tony, it's been great chatting with you. I'm wondering as we get close to the end to wrap up here, was there a question maybe I should have asked you, didn't think to ask or didn't know to ask you that you'd like to answer now? Uh, uh, sure. I would say that one thing that, that uh, people don't ever ask me about is kind of, you know, all the all the variety of things that I have in my life, you know, all the different hobbies and all the different things that I do. And for, I'd like to send a message out. If you're one of those people that has a whole swack of different hobbies and some of which are considered, you know, a lot of the people that are in your hobby with you or in your passion with you that are not terribly ambitious or motivated because they're kind of anti ambition, just know this. There's lots of us out there with exactly the same pastimes that still want to make change. So if you're a gamer, if you're a nerd, if you're a hippie like me when it comes to self-sustainability and food, you know, there's a lot of us out there and we're all pulling for you. So I hope that, uh, hope that you get it.
Oh, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. How can the listeners reach out and connect with you? The best place to get me is um, that motivational guy podcast is, is kind of where everything Tony is right now. And then that motivational guy.com is my website. You can reach out to me there. I'm on all the social medias. Love to see you on my Facebook at Tony Canavero, LinkedIn, Tony Canavero, Instagram, Tony underscore Canavero. Uh, and I'm on TikTok as well at Tony Canavero. So reach out to me anywhere you want on any of those things. I'd love to have a conversation with anybody. And uh, if I can ever help someone, I'm, I'm happy to do so. And we'll put all that in the show notes for the listeners. Super. Tony, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, John. And that's another episode of the Total Freedom Podcast. We'll catch you on the next one. Thank you. That was awesome. Cool. We're still recording, so we're good? Yeah, we're, I edited it all. Oh, yeah, I just, yeah, let I it, some... I just, just so I don't mess it up, I let it record from beginning to end, and then I edit it out. Gotcha. Gotcha. Cool, cool. That was fantastic, John. Thanks so much. Oh, it was my pleasure. It was, it was killer content. I probably could have talked for a couple more hours about it uh, because I think the mindset piece is so critically important. And that's where I'm kind of focusing in my business. So I really am glad we went down those different rabbit holes. Good, good. Me too. I'm glad that it was a value to you. And if there's anything I can ever do to help you in the future, by all means, uh, just reach out. I'd, I'd love to support you any way I can. I appreciate that. And the same here. If there's anything I can ever do for you, let me know. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Total Freedom Podcast. For the show notes, head over to totalfreedompodcast.com forward slash episode 17. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Total Freedom Podcast. We create this podcast to help people become more resilient, overcome the challenges in their life, and achieve the life of their dreams. So I wanted to introduce you to the Resolve Formula, which is my unique system to overcome virtually any challenge in life or business. So I want to invite you to head over to totalfreedompodcast.com forward slash resolve and see the short video that I created that walks you through the seven very simple steps of that Resolve Formula. So again, head over to Total Freedom podcast.com forward slash resolve check out the video and we'll see you on the next episode thanks thanks for listening to total freedom with john racine at www.totalfreedompodcast.com